Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast, brought to you by TargetInternet.com. Hello and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Kieran Rogers. And I'm Daniel Rolls. And today, Daniel, we are talking about the Digital Skills Benchmark. We are, and I'm quite excited because we did this back in 2018 originally, where we sampled just under 5,000 people, and we've just redone the benchmark, and we've got an additional 3,876 people. Now, if if you're not familiar with the benchmark, this is an actual test of skills. So it's not like a, you know, what do you think you know about social media? It takes normally people about 30 or 40 minutes to go through this, and they go through and answer a whole series of questions. Those questions are then weighted based on their difficulty and they're aligned to the Chartered Institute of Marketing's professional standards. And then what we're able to do is kind of test your knowledge against 12 key disciplines in digital. So that's search optimization, email, social media, there's some general marketing questions and so on. And then we also ask you for your industry and your seniority level. And what it basically means is that we can then give people a weighted score out of 100 for each discipline But we can actually do that now for 29 different industries across six different seniority levels. Wow. And the idea is that you can kind of work out where the skills gaps are and what people do and don't know, what industries are strong and weak, what seniority levels are strong and weak. And it kind of gives us a snapshot of of where things are. Now, incidentally, if you want to do this for yourself for free, you can go through and it will benchmark your skills as i say it takes between yeah maybe 30 minutes maybe 25 if you're doing it quickly so you can go in you answer your questions and then what it will do is it will show you a kind of spider diagram of all the different digital disciplines it will show you where you're strong and weak and it will make some recommendations but it will also give you some free content so it will signpost podcasts blogs a few free e-learning modules that can kind of get you going on that journey so definitely worth going over to that so it's targetinternet.com forward slash benchmark and actually that's where you can download the full report so i'm going to take you through some highlights today but if you want to download the full report completely for free again just go to targetinternet.com forward slash benchmark there's a download report and the the benchmark that you can do yourself now what's really interesting are some of the key findings so first of all what we did is we we looked at the percentages across all these topics and we looked how they changed over the last two years so have things got better have we improved our digital skills have we really embraced digital marketing and the answer is not a lot has changed and (laughs) overall and some of it's gone backwards but that when I I was like oh that's not actually very interesting but actually when you dig into it it's hiding some really really good insight so first things first not much changed two things that got better analytics ever so slightly better so a bit more focus there that's really good content marketing has increased but bear in mind this is from an extraordinarily low base so what that means (laughs) everything's relative Yeah, it is all relative. And what that means is that more people understand the fundamentals of content marketing. What does that mean? It means we get more content, but it doesn't mean necessarily that content is of the best practice level. So if you can imagine the kind of diagram of zero to 100, pretty much all the skills levels sit between the 20 and 35% mark. Hmm. The only ones that don't are general marketing knowledge. So, you know, your kind of traditional marketing models and things like that. And then email marketing which is, is pretty much one of always the highest ones. Now, that reflects an over-reliance on email marketing. We're comfortable with it. We know a bit about it. Therefore, we're going to do more of it, which is not necessarily a good thing. But what's interesting is since last year, email marketing knowledge actually dropped back a bit. 
probably meaning we're realizing it's saturated and we're doing less of it and therefore people know less about it as well the three scores that went down overall were search social media usability and i think what that reflects for me is all three of those things have got more complicated so what we kind of looked at is that even to stand still with this you need to know more because all of these industries are changing quickly so the kind of viewpoint we've taken is that skills have got better in a few places but generally have have maybe fallen back because everything's become more complex because we're more focused on personalization and automation and using artificial intelligence in some places things like that and actually it means the base level of what users expect from a digital experience has gone up so unless you're focusing on skills things will drift so not a lot of movement overall but some interesting things start to come out so when you start to to drill into this yes we see probably less reliance on email marketing which is hopefully a good thing analytics knowledge was improving but again that's from a really low level so it's it's indicative of of it getting better but not the, the right levels yet now what i thought was really interesting was that junior roles so this is graduates interns and exec level their role their skill levels across pretty much all disciplines have leapt hugely have really really gone up now what that probably indicates is that there is more awareness in that group of the importance of all this kind of digital knowledge but also the educational um, interventions so the cim qualifications have got much better from a digital perspective i think universities are starting to catch up with this at an undergraduate level it's included in more marketing courses so people are coming in two roles at the beginning with a bit more digital knowledge now we moaned in 2018 that the more junior roles knew quite a lot about the tactics but didn't know anything about strategy and general marketing that has improved so there's a better grounding in overall maybe business principles, marketing principles. So it's a good news story that these junior roles do seem to have got better. So I thought, fantastic. Now, what we said, the other problem was, is that the senior levels didn't really seem to, they, they understood the kind of strategic stuff and then maybe general marketing principles, but they didn't get the tactics. And, and what you're about to tell me is the whole industry as a whole has gotten on top of that now and the senior guys <laughs> are rocking it. They are well, digital to the hilt. They understand it all. They've got it all well planned. They've got everything under control. Do I sense some cynicism in your voice? Um, <laughs> uh, right. So what's really interesting is two things have happened. At a board level, the most senior level, things have got marginally better. Ah. Now, that's great because we we're, we're doing a thing with the Institute of Directors at the moment uh, and doing a load of saying board level people need to engage this. But bear in mind, this was from an incredibly low base and it's, it, it, it's gone up like one or two percent. So what that's basically telling me is that there is some movement in the right direction, but that shouldn't make us think we've done it. It should make us think, well, at least there's some momentum starting to build. But I think one of the most important things we can do is get that digital knowledge at board level. OK, so I think that's that's indicative. OK, people, because the digital transformation thing, a lot of the conversations that were coming out from ourselves, Imperial College, um, from the big consultancy firms were there is a skills gap at this board level. So, OK, it, it hasn't got amazingly better, but it hasn't certainly got worse. But there is something that is going horribly wrong. At the head of department, mid to senior level management. So maybe not at the board level, but at those head of departments, those people that are responsible for the teams that are implementing this stuff. There has been a massive drift in digital knowledge downwards. So things have got worse as opposed to two years ago. Now, what we think that is reflective of is the fact that those people that are running departments are very busy. 
Yeah. And they're not spending as much time on their education. Any knowledge they had two or three or four or five years ago is probably the same knowledge they've got now. And that knowledge isn't as useful anymore. So therefore, it's drifting downwards. And the commitment to education and, and digital marketing training in that space isn't really there. So what's and I think this is really problematic because what it means is that you've got the board is kind of thinking this is important. We're going to start educating ourselves. They're not yet there. The junior teams are kind of maybe getting it a lot more. But that, that mid to senior level of management just has a big knowledge gap. And it's going to get worse because they're not really focused on the education in that space because they've got people doing it for them. And that means when you come to try and implement this stuff, the right questions aren't being asked. There's not the same pushback. There's not the same push into the data to try and work out is this are these the right answers and then when you come to try and put a digital marketing strategy or more broadly a digital transformation strategy in place this is what's going to let it down and maybe stop that tactical implementation happening as well as it potentially could so to me of the whole benchmark there's loads of interesting insights in there but i really thought this is quite reflective anecdotally of some of the stuff i've been seeing there's lots of talk about skills at a board level and we need to focus on that but actually, we might have this gap in the middle that we need to focus on. And I think that's that's important. So if, if I'm at board level, what should I be doing? Well, I think what we need to do is make sure that we've got educational programs in place for everyone. So it's not just for the tacticians. It's not just, you know, board level, we need to get ahead around this stuff. We're dinosaurs. We need to embrace that. It's actually looking at your maybe senior and mid to senior level management as well and saying, are they having the time to commit to education still? Because if they're running a department, we assume they know everything they should know. But this is a moving feast. And because things are changing, becoming more complex, digital marketing is becoming more advanced in its functionalities and so on, we need to make sure that everyone's learning and they have the time to do that. And that needs to be, from a leadership point of view, setting that standard. I expect you to be educating yourself. Even if you're not doing this stuff, you need to manage the people that are. And therefore, you must commit to that and we must give you the time to do it. So it's all very well paying lip service to training and education, saying, yes, it's really important. But if you don't give people time to do it and the tools to do it and build a culture of ongoing learning, and I think that that head of department kind of level is quite guilty of being so focused on what they're doing, they don't get out of the organisation enough. So going to those events, going to those conferences, you know, listening to, to podcasts that are off the topic you normally listen to and so on can have a big impact on this. So I think it's about a learning culture over, over a period of time. Now, what we then did was go through and start to look at some particular industries. And I want to pull out a few. Now, there are 29 industries in the report. So you can go and look at your own industry. But there's some really interesting ones. Agencies, well, it's fascinating. So agencies normally, they, they do, and they still do score better on everything than everyone else. Because these are people that focus on marketing. Okay, But there's a lot mixed bag in here. Because there are lots of different types of agencies, marketing, branding, you know, digital specific, digital discipline specific. What I thought was interesting is, yes, still agencies are scoring more than but their scores have drifted back by a few points as opposed to two years ago. And again, I think that's reflective of the fact that digital has become more complicated. We're more focused on more personalized user journeys and being a master of everything becomes increasingly difficult. Now, the, the outliers in these results were obviously digital marketing agencies did pretty well across the board. The specialist marketing marketing agencies that you know, focused on e-commerce or pay-per-click obviously did exceptionally well in their categories, but were doing pretty well in the other digital disciplines as well. But the traditional marketing agencies that did all forms of marketing have drifted back significantly in their ability to cope with digital marketing. So 
you get a lot of these agencies that do all types of marketing and they also do a bit of digital and they were getting away with that. I think that's becoming so hard for them to do and the, the results are really reflective. So things like um, SEO has drifted back 7%. We've seen things like yeah, usability and social media as they become more fragmented and complicated. Digital strategy has drifted back as well. So it's it's a difficult position for a lot of those agencies to be in and they need to really decide, you know, are they going to be an expert in one thing or master everything and how does that really work? One of the things we spoke about in the report a couple of years ago was financial services. We said financial services, you know, they're behind the curve, they're not doing great and they really need to embrace this. It's a good news story. Uh, pretty much across the board, two places they've stayed the same, everywhere else it's moved forwards. The only thing that's gone backwards is email marketing and hopefully it's because they're not focusing on that as much. So we've seen big improvements in SEO, social media, digital strategy, um, content marketing went up significantly as well. So hopefully an industry that looked at itself and said, we are behind the curve, we need to embrace these things. Now, I think that's also indicative because you've got new entrants to market. So you've got uh, Revolut, Monzo, all these new kind of banking services that are arriving. And the big players are having to say, we need to wake up to this. We need to be more agile. We need to do digital better. When we look at the results, I won't name them, but there are some very big brands that we'd all know that are still doing really poorly. But financial services sitting up, taking notice and hopefully trying to move things forwards. I thought media and publishing would be interesting to everyone, actually, because we've media for a long time has had a problem. You know, everything was moving online. People weren't necessarily buying print media anymore. We had paywall like the Times newspaper and then people were like selling phenomenal amounts of advertising. And we said, yeah, it's a bit of a race to the bottom because you just want as many ads as possible and as much kind of uh, content that's clickbait so you can make your money. Now, the industry overall, their scores have gone up really strongly. Analytics and data, so measuring the results. Their digital strategy has gone up. E-commerce, 15%, really big focus there. Online advertising up 16%, SEO up 12%. So to me, this is an industry that's starting to, you know, has really kind of turned the corner and is saying, we, we need to change and we're looking at how we can do that. But there are a lot of outliers in there as well. Some that were really exceptional, but some that just weren't doing anything still. Big, big media brands. So I, I think we're going to still see lots of change in that marketplace. But again, financial services media, I thought were interesting because they they focused on the areas you'd expect them to. The one that was really interesting is we've, we've added some new categories in this year. And pharmaceuticals was one of them. And basically scores are terrible, apart from in email marketing and general marketing. So this kind of massive over-reliance on pushing emails out. And this is quite normal in industries that have got um, compliance issues because you can put a massive thing at the bottom of email that is a disclaimer. And I think the bottom line is, especially in the kind of current era with COVID lockdowns and things like that, and I'm hoping by the time people listen to this episode in a year's time, that'll be a distant memory. But the reality is that all of these industries need to move more online because when these things kind of happen, if you're not really doing much online stuff, you're just scuppered. So you know you need that backup as a business anyway but what i would say is what we saw is some outliers again because in an industry like this where generally scores are very low if you're the one organization that's doing it well you stand out and it's kind of if you look at your industry and you see really low scores don't be too disheartened by that because the reality is if you do it well you will stand out and you'll do exceptionally well it's actually there's a lower barrier to entry for you to deal with it now talking about low scores i just wanted to professional services um, now, this is this is a fairly broad mix, don't get me wrong, but minus eight in paid search, minus seven in social media, minus six in e-commerce, minus six in content marketing. 
We spoke two years about how the fact that professional services had loads of really good things to talk about, but were terrible at kind of getting it out there. And we've seen that drift backwards. So basically what's happened is there's been very little commitment to really driving things forwards. And if you don't do anything, you go backwards. So really, it's a, it's a real shame because it just means it's a wasted opportunity with all this great content. What's really strong still? General marketing and email marketing. So this reliance on kind of throwing emails out, and we all know that's getting more and more challenging. So I think if there's one industry that comes out of this that really needs to pull their socks up, it's professional services. Again, a few outliers that are doing a great job of creating content. And, you know, you look at the likes um, of Accenture and, and a few of the consultancy firms actually that have been good at getting stuff out there. There's there's some impressive stuff out there, but reality is most professional services are doing a very poor job, poor job of this. But again, if they do it well, pull the socks up. They'll, uh, they'll be able to really stand out. Now, I'm not going to go through all of the industries, but I wanted to give you a bit of a taste of where things are. So if you want to look at your industry, you want to see the full report, uh, targetinternet.com forward slash benchmark. You can also go in there and benchmark your own skills completely for free. Um, if you want to benchmark your organization, get in contact. And that's that's something we do with, with companies all the time. But it does make for interesting reading. And I think that whole thing about seniority and different levels needs to be thought about. If you're looking at, you know, how do you improve this? It's podcasts, it's e-learning, it's webinars, it's book clubs. So when you kind of get everyone to go and listen to a podcast and then come back and feedback what they learn, lunch and learn sessions. There's loads of good stuff online about what Google did with this. So if you go through and there's what they call G2G, which was Googler to Googler learning. If somebody wanted to teach people, they could make a video, a podcast, it would go onto a platform that Google provided and then people could rate it up or down and say, yeah, it was a great course or no, I wasn't so impressed with this. And therefore the good stuff kind of pushed to the top. So peer-to-peer learning can be a really important part of this as well. But you need to put the the scaffolding in place, the frameworks to allow this to happen. And I think it's not just about saying, right, we're going to have a training course once every two months and we all go off on a bit of a jolly somewhere and then come back. It needs to be built in because... I mean, you and I, you know, how many training courses have you run and you sit there losing the world to live because, you know, no one's going to do anything with this afterwards. They're, they're just going to go back to work and get back to normal. So, and, <laughs> it, do, and it is... You do get it, that sometimes. I've, I've had people, you know, fly in from other countries and they spend their time literally glued to their mobile phone and you just think, well, you know, it's because you're you dull. <laughs> is that what it is? I try my best. No, I mean, it, <laughs> if it I had is, a whole room of them doing that, I'd maybe, I'd maybe believe you. But, but yeah, no, but it is one of those things you're running training. Sometimes <laughs> I've had it once or twice in my career where I've gone to do a big keynote. Someone I'm really excited about it, and twice someone has been asleep in the front row, actually asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you look at yourself and go oh my god what am i doing in my life and then you kind of realize do you know what i on on the if i look at this overall it's okay it's it's something to do with them it's not it's not necessary but you've got to be careful of just persuading yourself that of all the time yeah. but I, anyway I think, the, I, I think look my view on this is that we're all very used to you know benchmarking rs we've got loads of tools to benchmark things digitally benchmark ourselves against the competition benchmark you know, you, you've got audits you can run on your seo mm. why on earth wouldn't you run an audit on your digital teams skills and capability and you know the exciting thing is we've built this at, at target internet you can do exactly that and once you've benchmarked you know it actually gives you a bit of a plan of of, of how you can go about in, improving that and for individuals that seize that they're able to come back you know um, a month or two later Ooh. and just see what progress they've made right yeah you can so if you're an individual and using it for free you can come back and do it you know a load of times and you can compare your results also what i should mention as well if you go through and do it the e-learning library we've got is free for 30 days at the moment. 
So if you go in that and you sign up, you'll get a month. You could technically go through, complete all the e-learning it recommends, cancel your membership and not pay, not pay anything. So I think at the moment, it's a really good time to take a step back. And I, we're talking about improvements and all these kind of different industries. The scores are really low everywhere. There's not that many people that are doing exceptionally well at this. So there is loads of room for organisations to stand out and do something with it. So yeah, go and take a look. Targetinternet.com forward slash benchmark and let us know what you think, but but benchmark your skills and, and find out what you do and don't know. Thanks very much for listening to the Digital Marketing Podcast. If you want to continue your learning journey, get over to targetinternet.com and do our digital skills benchmark. It's completely free. It will assess all of your digital skills, tell you where your skills gaps are, and recommend lots of free content to continue your learning journey. So get over, do the digital marketing skills benchmark, and continue your learning journey today.